Our special guest today on Christ and Prophecy is Jonathan Kahn, the Messianic Jewish best-selling author whose newest book is A Spiritual Phenomenon. Stay tuned for his insights concerning some of the most fascinating mysteries to be found in the Scriptures. Lamb and Lion Ministries presents Christ in Prophecy, a program that focuses on the fundamentals of Bible prophecy, showing how current events in the news relate to biblical predictions of end-time events and the soon return of Jesus. Now, here's your host, Dr. David Reagan. Greetings in the name of Jesus, our blessed hope, and welcome to Christ in Prophecy. My colleague Nathan Jones and I have a very, very special guest in the studio with us today. He is Jonathan Kahn, the best-selling uh, author of The Harbinger. Welcome to our program, Jonathan. Great to be here. Dan. Yes, sir. Always. Good to have hey, you on, good sir. Good to be here. Dan. Good to have you on. Well, Jonathan is the spiritual leader of Beth Israel at the Jerusalem Center in Wayne, New Jersey. In one of the issues of our magazine in 2013, we feature Jonathan on the cover as one of the prophetic voices God has appointed to warn our nation of impending judgment. Jonathan, today we're going to review on your newest book, The Book of Mysteries. And Nathan, before we get into the content of the book, I'd just like to make a few general comments about it. You know, folks, uh, I have a way of reading books, and it's, uh, I don't know how unusual it is, but I, first of all, am a compulsive <laughs> underliner, as you can see here. The other thing I do is that I always make notes in the back of the book mm. of things that are important, like a quote, like a, some logical thing that's very profound, or some spiritual insight. And in a book this size, I usually have 15 notes maximum. Look what I did. <laughs> I have 20 notes here, 20 more here, 20 more there, then I ran out of space. So at that point, I turned over to the front of the book, and I had... 20 more and 20 more. And then that, uh, look, I'm still going. I have another 20 on this page. Then I ran out of space, so I go over a few pages and I finally have another 20. 140 notes on this book. That's how profound it was. Jonathan, I'm not kidding. This is the most profound spiritual book I have read since. 50 years ago when I was introduced to the writings mm. of C.S. Lewis. Mm. It, it blessed me that much. Mm. This is written to be a daily devotional book. Mm -hmm. and, and you have, you mm -hmm. know, each page says day 199. Mm -hmm. It was sent to me by a friend, a wonderful friend, in mid-December. Okay. I finished reading it in mid-January because each morning <laughs> instead of reading one page, I read five to ten pages because mm -hmm. I couldn't wait to see what was on the next page. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people are telling me that. It's, it, it is as a devotional, but it also can be read straight through. Yes. And some people, it can be read at any mystery you want, but some people are like that, Dave. You know, some people are saying, I can't, I can't it's, it's too, there's so much I can't do more than one. Yeah. And others are saying, I can't <laughs> wait to the next one. You know, so some are reading it, some are read it through and then said, well, I, got it, I did it through and now I'm going to do it day by day. You know, but yeah, but I'm, well, I'm I just want to thank you thank for a great spiritual blessing. Thank, it thank really you, is a profound found spiritual blessing. Thank you. And I'm recommending it to everyone. Thank you. I'm, I'm very blessed by what we're hearing all over. But all, and also, people are also giving it to their unsaved friends, and people are getting saved. So that's, that's my great One of the things that's most interesting about me is most of these mysteries, not all of them, but most of them, 
relate to a Hebrew understanding of the scriptures, mm -hmm. what Hebrew words mean, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. and Hebrew culture, and mm -hmm. uh, uh, it, uh, and you can't really understand scripture no, in its no, greatest no, depth unless no, that, you know something. No, like that's it. the original context, and yeah. and so and for two thousand years, much of that context has been yeah. out of there, and so so much is missing. And I think it's it's prophetic, Dave, because because God is bringing Israel back, He's bringing Jewish believers back with Gentile believers, and He's bringing it back. That's Amen. what it's about. Amen. Praise the Lord. I, I took this Hebrew group I joined because I wanted to learn a little Hebrew. Okay. And it amazed me how the Jewish meaning of words brought so much more meaning to an understanding. I think in our English version, we're missing out mm -hmm. so much. Mm -hmm. Like nation means spirit, the spirit of Israel, not mm -hmm. the nation of Israel. So let's get into this then. Okay. There's 365 days. I'm going to actually jump yes. up to 331. <laughs> this is 2017. It's a big year for, okay. for Jerusalem. Obviously, it's 50 years since yes. the Six-Day War. Yes. And you have here on uh, day 331 the Jubilee Man. How yes. is he related to the reoccupation of yeah. Jerusalem. Yeah, well, the Jubilee, of course, was given to Israel that this is, this is the, the, the time of restoration of what you lost, your ancestral home. You lost it. Well, it's an interesting thing because in 1917, the Jewish people were given the Balfour Declaration and said, you have the land of Israel. And that, that 50 years later, that's a restoration of what they lost. 50 years later, 67, June 7th, comes the restoration of Jerusalem. So this is, a, this is Jubilee. 50 and 50. Yeah, yeah. And what happens is they, what happens when the soldiers got to the, to the wall, the, the first thing they did, it was done, is they sounded the shofar. One man sounded the shofar. Well, what do you do during Jubilee? You sound the shofar. Not that they knew what they were doing, but he sounded the shofar. It was a rabbi. The rabbi's name was Rabbi Goren. Rabbi Goren was not only sounding a Jubilee, but it was his, he was 50 years old. It was his 50th. <laughs> he was born in 1917. So here, the one who's sounding the Jubilee is that. And now, it, it always reverts to the original owner, Jubilee. The original, the original purchase was done by David. And what was the temple out, it was a threshing floor. In Hebrew, it wasn't a threshing floor. It was a goren. Wait, that's a go <laughs> what was it? His name was Rabbi Goren. Rabbi threshing floor, sounding the restoration of the threshing floor. I mean, God's amazing. That is absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And he's the Jubilee man. And he's the Jubilee man, yeah. Born and, and, Jubilee and, and then what he said after that is really profound. Because yeah. he said something to the, to the extent of, yes. I proclaim to you the beginning of the Messianic age or something of that he, nature. He, he, he changed the prayer. You're supposed to pray for the morning. He said, yeah. no, now it's the restoration yes. of, of Jerusalem. is amazing. And he, he actually felt for years that this was going to happen. So, oh, yes. You know. And he understood from Old Testament prophecies yeah. that... When the Jew are back in the land and back yes. in the city, the Messiah yes. is going to come. Mm -hmm. it's a, it goes back to Messiah. He said, you will not see me again until you say Baruch Haba. Where? In Jerusalem. In Jerusalem. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's just That's pause here for a moment. Sure. We're going to come back and really jump into this cool. book. Okay. Welcome back to Christ and Prophecy, our interview with Jonathan Kahn about his newest book, The Book of Mysteries. Mm -hmm. Now, Jonathan, I like anything that has to do with how movies are made. I like the Easter eggs. I watch the Easter egg specials. And I like to see what the directors have hidden inside a movie. And with this book, you have shown what God has hidden inside the mm -hmm. Bible mm -hmm. because we lose so much in the English mm -hmm. translation. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that is your contribution to Christian mm -hmm. literature, or would you say there's something well, more well, I, you were I trying? believe there's no end to the mysteries of God. There's okay. no end. And that's one of the things. And this is, the book of mysteries is kind of beyond genres because it's, on one hand, a devotional. On the other hand, it's revealing a mysteries. On the other hand, there's a story behind it where a guy goes into the desert, and for the whole year, the teacher is revealing every day. So you're taken on a journey. So it doesn't really go 
into anything, but it's the revealing of mysteries. There's no end to God. There's no end to that. And I will say Passover eggs. Passover okay. eggs. Oh, yes. Not Easter eggs. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, I, I, I really look forward to uh, uh, one of the things I know is going to happen in heaven, and that is to have like some like oh, uh, yeah. the. Uh, like the Apostle John teaching the book of John. <laughs> yes, and yes. I'm sitting there saying, I never saw that. I never saw that. I never saw that. <laughs> of course, yeah. I mean, yeah, sometimes I'm reading the Bible. I'm saying, Lord, where did you put that in there? <laughs> How did you get that in? There's no end. There's now, no you end. make a very interesting comment in your book. You say the children of Israel have followed their king, Messiah Yeshua. How can you say that in light of their rejection of it? It's in light of the rejection. You know, people say, well, yeah, how can they be following it? Well, uh, a people always follow this king. Look at it. I mean, here's a mystery. Jesus, Messiah, the, the King of Israel, he was despised, he was rejected. What happened to the Jewish people after they were despised and rejected of nations? He was exiled from his people. They've been exiled from the world. He was made a scapegoat and falsely accused. Well, the Jewish people have been falsely accused for 2,000 years. They, they, he was stripped of his possessions. Jewish people were that. Led like a lamb to the slaughter. Jewish people, that's Jewish history. Then, then actually, he was crucified. When you look at the Jewish people, sometimes when they talk about, they talk about the history, Holocaust, they were literally crucified. And then he rose from the dead. And what happened to Israel after this crucifixion? It the rose dead. from the dead. You know, he, his was on the third day. Theirs was on the third year. But absolutely, even when they don't follow, they still must follow their king. Wow. Amen. Following him in type. Yes. Symbolic Exactly. Type. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you know, you, you mentioned, uh, Nathan was talking about Hebrew words mm, and all. Yes. And you mentioned uh, the name of Jerusalem, which yes. in Hebrew is Jerusalem. Yes. And you said it's plural. That's right. So every time you say it, you're saying Jerusalem. That's exactly it. You never no, say no, Jerusalem. Why? Well, not only is it plural, there's, there's mysteries in the Bible where these plurals occur and everyone is filled with a, a deep meaning. There's, there's no accident in the Bible. Jerusalem is Jerusalem. And it's not just plural. It means literally, it's ayam, means the two Jerusalems. So it means there's there's always two Jerusalem. Whenever you, there's Jerusalem you see and the Jerusalem you don't see. There's the Jerusalem of the earth, the Jerusalem of heaven. There's the, you know, all, there's Jerusalem that is now and the Jerusalem that is yet to come. There's always more. When you go to Jerusalem, and this, this is this is practical. You go to Jerusalem, you always say you're looking at it's a bunch of rocks, but but they're saying there's something more here. There's something more, here. and that's the true with our lives. We are children of Jerusalem. There's something. Whatever you think your life is, it's more. Well, I'm looking for that new Jerusalem. Yes. Oh, yes. I can hardly we'll wait. There. So there that, yeah. Moment. Okay. Well, you know, the first time I met you when you. You were on our program the first time. I discovered that you had a great sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Great sense. And, 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 and particularly when you deal with your critics, you always deal with them with that's humor. Right. And I think that's kind of just, yes. they don't know what to yeah, do with that's right. But anyway, uh, in one of your uh, presentations in here, uh, the essay titled <laughs> The Mystery Bread, as I read it, I thought, Man alive, this would be great for Bud Abbott and Lou Costello. Now, I'm sure there's people who are watching who don't even know who Bud Abbott and Lou Costello were. But they were one of the funniest comedy teams in the history of Hollywood. And they were known for their their tremendous uh, piece called Who's Own Second? Mm Well, you present something like that between the teacher and the student. That's right. And I want us to read it. This is a first, my friends. First on Christian television. Okay. 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 All right. The teacher says, okay, do you know the meaning of manna? No. What is it? Exactly. Exactly what? Exactly what? That's what it is. Exactly what is what it is. Right again. What is it is what it is. At this point, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the first time it's read. That, that, Explain yes, what that means. Yes. Well, manna, everybody knows manna. Manna is the word of manna, you know, comes down from it, and it's linked to the word of God. Well, manna in Hebrew isn't manna, it's mana. Mana is a question. Mana means what is it? So every time you manna, you're saying, what is it? What is it? Exactly what we just did is exactly it. And what? And here's the spiritual thing. Whenever you take the word of God, you can't just take it like, hey, I know it. I've heard that before. You have to say, what is it, Lord? I don't, this is the, you have to read the word of God as if it's the first time. You have no idea. And God will reveal. 
what it is. Wow. <laughs> Absolutely stunning. Well, you know, uh, you know, we're talking about these plurals. Let's go back to another plural. Because yes. those are fascinating to me. And the yes. one I want to, uh, uh, it, it, it's in Isaiah 53, where it says that the Messiah made his grave with the wicked and with yes. the rich man in his death. But in Hebrew, it says his deaths. That's plural. right. That's right. People don't realize that. In the Hebrew, it never says death. It says death. What does that mean? When the Hebrew does that, what it means, it's not just there, but in other places, when it does that, it's doing two things. Number one, it's telling you that the reality behind that word is so awesome that the word cannot contain it. So oh. when you have a plural, when it should be a singular, the deaths, it's saying that what he did on the cross is so awesome and beyond our comprehension, we can, the word death cannot contain it. And number two, it also means literally his deaths. Why? He didn't, die, he didn't die his death. He died our deaths. And so our death is in that Hebrew word. The death of our own life is in that Hebrew word. It's over. It's done. It's in that Hebrew word. He did. He it's did amazing. that on the cross. That's right. And it's all there in the Hebrew. Well, I want to continue with these plurals because they're just absolutely fascinating. The very first verse of the Bible, in the beginning, Elohim. That's right. That's plural. Yes, it is plural. God's created. Yes. It doesn't make sense in English because it's literally saying God's created or God creates. Yeah. Elohim, the very first word for God, literally is in other places in the Bible, it's translated as God's, but it's clearly God. What's it telling you? Same thing. It's telling you that... The Hebrew is telling you the word God does not, cannot get it. The word, whatever you think God is, what it's telling you is he's more than that. Whatever you think you know of God, we don't know the half of God. We don't even know the third of God. Well, we, whatever right. we know. If Paul could say that I might know him, we still have to know. <laughs> so what it's saying, there's no end to God and what you have. We have to seek him every day because he's Elohim. It, there's more and more and more. Well, however good you think he is, he's better. Well, let me ask you something about that. Do you think that at least implies the concept of Trinity. Yes, I do. I do. I do. That that's it says and, and let us create. Yes. yes, I do. Yes, I do. And there's and there's mysteries in here about the tr- the Trinity or the triunity yes, of God yes. is in there as well. Yes, absolutely. And and is that uh, something that you point out to, for example, Jewish non-believers? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. That the, the, from the very beginning, it's there. Not you there. cannot do it. Very beginning. I mean, yeah. And absolutely. Yeah. There's 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 so much to that. There's something in there. I won't go into, but it's something called the mystery of the Trinity or the triunity of God, which is linked to even love is a triunity and God is love as well. It's, he must be three. Well, speaking one. of threes, yes. tell us about the mystery of the triangle. Okay. <laughs> the, the teacher, the teacher <clears throat> takes the disciple into the desert and starts writing in the sand. He draws a triangle and, and he tells a mystery here. You all know about Passover. We know in Egypt they had to put blood on the doorpost. They put right. one on the top, one on the side, one on the, on the other side. Put it together, it forms a triangle yeah. facing up from man to God. God now, over a thousand years later, God answers it. What happens? God takes the lamb also on beams and also puts three marks of blood on the beams. One, one here, one here, one here. Forms a triangle facing down from God to man, God answering the lamb of God on the same day, Passover. Put them together and what do you have? The Star of David. Star of David. The Star of David. (laughs) A cosmic Star of David over, over a thousand years. That's God. You know what word I used over and over as I was reading this? I would use the word wow. Yeah, wow. wow. I love the word wow. wow. <laughs> I love the word wow. Yeah, yes. Well, uh, you, you make an interesting comment about uh, the conversion of Paul. Yes. You say that uh, when he was struck mm. blind, he was taken into Damascus, and Ananias came, and it says yes. the very first yes. thing he saw yes. when he opened his eyes was yes. really something. Yes, yeah. We, well, we know it was Ananias. But that's when people you people miss it we, without knowing the the roots here. His real name wasn't Ananias. His real name was Hananiah. 
Hananiah means the grace of God. So what was the first thing Paul saw when he got saved? The grace of God. What was it that took his blindness away? The grace of God. What was it that gave him the prophecy of his destiny? The grace of God. And that tells you no matter how old you are, it's not only the first thing that we see, takes away, but it's, the, it's, the, it's our whole walk is the grace of God. Never get away from it. That's everything. We, it's Hananiah. I, I, this is the reason I couldn't put this book down. I mean, I, I got to read the next page. I got to read the next page. I just kept going on and on. I can't figure out where we get our English names because the Hebrew names are so wildly different. That chapter, Ananias, where do we get that out of whatever you just said? Yeah, well, first of all, they're translated from Hebrew into Greek and then from Greek, Greek into English. And there's so much there that's lost and yeah. so much so amazing stuff. Well, yeah. let's go to one of the most mysterious things in yes. all the Hebrew scriptures mm. that, that people just always, what is going on here? And that's where they're bitten by the snakes in the wilderness. Yes. And uh, Moses is told to take an image of a snake yes. and put it on a pole. Yes. And if they'll look up at the snake, they'll be healed. Yes. Yeah. It's called in Hebrew the Nahushtan. That's what that thing was called, the brazen serpent. Well, think about that. Here, just put it together. You know, they're, they're, they're bitten by a snake, and then they're healed by looking at an image of a snake. Kind of weird. But that's, that's salvation. Messiah links himself to that snake, meaning that he comes, here's Messiah coming in the image of sin, like I say, but he's not sin, and yet to undo sin. And what it's saying is that God, you know, you know this, Dave, and you know, you know in, in math or in logic, you, how when is a negative a positive? When it's a double negative. Mm-hmm. God, their, our whole redemption is a double negative. He came in the image of sin to destroy the effects of sin. He, he put a death to death. He took captivity captive. That's a double negative. Our whole salvation, it, him on the cross is a double negative. It's him as sin and yet it saves us from sin. He is the Nahushtan. He is the thing we look at and we are healed from all the, all the, the bite of the serpent in our life. Praise the Lord. Well, I want to go to one that was really jolting to me. Okay. Tell us about the jewelry of the electric chair. <laughs> okay. Sounds weird, but it's yeah. and, and to put this, you know, sometimes because... Wait, did it, you have some pizza that night and maybe had yeah, a dream yeah. or something? No, no. no but, but, but you know what it's like? Sometimes we're, we're on earth too long that we get used to things... That's which, right. ...which we would not have seen if we came from another planet. That's right. Imagine we go up to a planet, and on, the, on that planet, everybody is wearing jewelry, and the jewelry is of an electric chair. And they have and they, they ornament it. They, have, they put up electric chairs as decorations. And we say, this is weird. That's Symbols a, on top of buildings. Yeah, on buildings mm-hmm. of electric chairs. But that's exactly how radical this is. If you come to Earth, the cross is the version, our version of the electric chair. It is as radical as that. People are wearing stick. execution stakes as jewelry. That's crazy radical. We have to give, and what it tells you is how amazing, how amazing Messiah is. Only the Son of God could take an electric chair and make it a symbol of hope. That's how awesome he is. That our whole faith is so radical as that. He turns away, turns curses into blessings. What is the mystery of the ninth of Av? Yeah, you hear about that all the time when ninth it comes of, to Israel's history. Yeah, the, the temple was destroyed in, in 70 AD on the Hebrew day, ninth of Av. Messiah predicted it. Then, but it was destroyed by the Romans on the same exact day that the Babylonians destroyed the first temple centuries before. But it's not just that. As you go through Jewish history, you see the greatest calamities happen on the same day. Always the, same the day. Jewish people are expelled from, from England, ninth of Av. France, ninth of Av. Spain, ninth of Av. Holocaust, ninth of Av. And so, and so the, this, this this whole thing, but I'll tell you something else. I won't go into the detail, but there's something in there called the 10th of Av redemption oh. that on the next day, God is always, when, when they lose a land, 
that God has always given them another land. He's always bringing redemption. Well, a, a number of centuries ago, the Jewish people are fleeing for their lives. They're, in, they're going on ships because they lost their greatest refuge, which and it, it was Spain. It was 1492. On that same, that same place, same harbors, are three ships, the Nina, the Pina, and the Santa Maria. On the 10th of Av, they set sail to find America, which is going to be the refuge that God is preparing for the Jewish people. Or even America is linked to the mystery of God. Reminds me of the fact that every time there's been a major uh, a persecution of the Jews in history, it's turned into a holiday. Yeah. <laughs> We're, well, right, right now, right now. Yeah, pour them. Yeah, yeah. Because God, that's absolutely right. God always always changes it, always turns it for good. Absolutely, absolutely. As they say, a Jewish holiday is, listen, they wanted to kill us, we survived, now let's eat. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's go back to Jewish names for a moment yeah, because yeah. it's so fascinating uh-huh. to know the meaning of these names. And one of the uh, one of the studies you had that really blessed my heart was about uh, Elizabeth uh, uh, about yes. uh, uh, Mary visiting yes. with Elizabeth yeah. and her husband. Yes. And uh, tell us about that and the meaning of those names and how the names themselves yes. Yes. have a, like a prophecy. Yeah, in exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the, really the first event of the New Testament age is, is Zechariah, the, the father of John, yeah. is in the temple. And he's, he, the angel says, you're going to have a child. Well, then this is their dreams. They've been dreaming. They couldn't have it. They were barren. You know. And so, so he comes home, and Elizabeth, his wife, bears a son. But there's a mystery behind it. Because, because here, first of all, keep it in mind, this is the first event of the New Testament. Right. And so it's been 400 years where people are saying, where's God? What's yeah. God? Where, has he forgotten? Has he forgotten us? Well, Zechariah, his real name is Zechariah, which means God has remembered. Oh. That's the first. And he married. He just happened to marry this woman, Elizabeth. Her name and, and her name means Elisheva means the oath or the covenant of God. Put it together, they get married. It becomes God has remembered the oath of God, His oath. And from this union comes John, which is Yochanan, which means, and from this will be born the grace, the mercy of God. What's the New Testament? God has remembered His covenant, and from this will come the grace of God. Wow. <laughs> and, and even Mary, when she's talking, she, when she, said, she says, He has remembered His oath that He swore. It's the same thing. What is the miracle? Of the scarlet card. Every time. Now, we know this for the, some of the mysteries in the book of mysteries has the, what the, the hidden writings of the rabbis. Amazing stuff. The rabbis record in the Talmud, they record that every year on Yom Kippur, when the, when the scapegoat, when everything was finished, since it, there's a scar, a, a scarlet cord in, on the temple that symbolized their sins would turn from scarlet to white. And they would recite Isaiah, though your sins be as scarlet, they will, they will be as white as snow. And so it says that it happened every year, except all of a sudden something happened. There was a cosmic change. It stopped happening. It stopped, and it says that that as if God had changed everything, had changed the, the entire system. When did this cosmic change take place? The rabbis record the time. They said it was for, about 40 years before the temple was destroyed. 70 AD minus 40 comes to about the year. They're pinpointing around 30 AD. Around that time, the rabbis said there was a cosmic change, as if the final sacrifice had been offered. 30 AD, around that, that's the time of Messiah, who's the final sacrifice. Even the rabbis are bearing witness of Messiah. And where do you find this witness? Is it in the Talmud? It's in the Talmud, Yoma 39. I give you, and, and they say not only that, um, all over the temple, strange signs started happening at the time when Messiah did his did our atonement. It's amazing. <laughs> the rabbis. Yeah. As you think back on this book, is there any particular uh, devotional? that you really appreciate? 
I, I, you know, I can't do one, I can say something, I can't say the one, one except, I'll say something, except that to me, when I read it, uh, Dave, it's as if I'm reading it and someone else wrote it, because it came so fast, yes. it's like someone else wrote it, I, you know, so, so I'll just tell you one, one thing here, and that is that, you know, the, you, you mentioned this, and, you know, at one point the disciple takes the, is taken into this chamber of books, and, yes. and, and the teacher says, old, these old books, it kind of looks like this, it kind of has the old books, and he, he says, how long would it take you to really know this one book? He said, well, maybe a month. He said, well, how about this whole bookshelf? He said, maybe a year. Well, how about this whole, this whole, the whole case, a, a lifetime? Well, what about all these? He said, I could never do it. And, there, and the teacher says, and that is why, that is why you have eternity in, you, in heaven, because eternity is the length of time it will take you to know God. I've always uh, taught that over and over, <laughs> that we will be learning forever. That's right. And, and there's no end. Because uh, 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 how, you, you can never learn everything about God. There's no end, and the biggest mistake people make, Christians make, is, I, I got it down, I know oh, God's yeah. the world. <laughs> but when you never stop seeking, God will never start re- stop revealing but that it, is what it's about. People are always t- saying to me, I just don't understand <laughs> the Trinity. I said, look, if uh, you could, you would... You you'd would, be God. You would be God. I mean, <laughs> yeah. this is beyond our That's comprehension. Right. That's right. We That's can right. come up with all kinds That's of right. ways That's of right. trying to understand it, That's but right. basically it's beyond our comprehension. God is God. You know, we don't contain Him. He contains us. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my. Well, uh, I saw on the internet just the other day that you had, uh, I don't know if you released a press release or what, but there was an interesting comment where you said that one of the most surprising things to happen in recent years was the election of Trump as president. Oh. And you said that you thought this was related to a mystery in the Bible that people needed to know about. Oh my goodness, I got to figure out which one that is. Which one is that? It had to do with a promise that God made to Abraham oh, about I yes, will curse okay, those okay. who curse you and bless oh, those oh, who bless you. Oh, that's you. it. Okay, yes, absolutely. Here's the thing God said that. The, the, that's also the book of mysteries, the Abrahamic covenant. It's not just I will bless and curse, but it's reciprocity. Yes. As you do to Israel, will be done to you. Yes. What, happened, what happened a number of years back, just about a year before our election, uh, Israel had an election. And what happened, Netanyahu was running for a re election. Obama, we know, it was in all the articles, yeah. intervened in the election. With and money and with experts and funds everything. And tried to, de- to, to defeat him and try to end his legacy. Well, whatever you do shall be done to you. <laughs> if you intervene in the, in, the, in the election of Israel, God will intervene in your election. You know, <laughs> you know, and he will end your legacy. And so what, you know, Obama kept saying, you know, well, it's the Russians. Well, maybe Russians is a but. That didn't do it. No, when you do this, it's something, it's a higher intervention. And that election, this election was so crazy, there was an intervention. And it's the Abrahamic Covenant. Welcome back to Christ and Prophecy and our interview with Jonathan Kahn about his newest book, The Book of Mysteries. Jonathan, could you tell folks how they can get in touch with you? Sure. The ministry I do is called Hope of the World. So online it's simply hopeoftheworld.org and we'll send you gifts, prophetic updates, all that. Um, and so Hope of the World. And the other thing is if you want to get on there's Facebook. I don't even know Facebook, but Facebook, Jonathan Kahn, people are on there for updates and all that. So, so you, you do have like a newsletter. that Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we send out all the time okay. of, of updates, prophecy, and on the web. And, and we send a lot of free gifts out there. Thank you, Jonathan, for being uh, with us. Folks, that's our program for this week. I hope that uh, you will get a copy of uh, his book. Our announcer will tell you how to do that. In the meantime, hope you'll be back next week, the Lord willing. Until then, this is Dave Reagan speaking for Lamb and Lion Ministries saying, look up, be watchful, for our redemption is drawing near. If you would like to get a copy of Jonathan Kahn's phenomenal new book called The Book of Mysteries, we can supply you one for a donation of $20 or more, including the cost of shipping. 
You know, folks, I just cannot recommend this book too highly to it's, it's informative, it's fascinating, it's spiritually enriching from start to finish. It contains a one-page devotional for every day of the year, but I found it so spiritually beneficial that I read the whole book in one month by reading 10 pages each morning. I have never underlined a book so much in all my life as this one. And I, I took a total of 140 notes, more notes than I've ever taken from any other book that I have ever read. I want you to be blessed by this book. So we are including the cost of shipping with it. And to get a copy, just call the number you see on the screen between Monday and Friday and between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. Central Time. Or go to our website at the address you see on the screen and place your order there. This book is just full of insights that are drawn from the meaning of Hebrew words and the customs of first century Hebrew society. You will just be amazed at how it will open up a whole new horizon of understanding of the Scriptures. When I finished the book, I wrote these words on the title page. I wrote, this book has been a spiritual feast, and I want to share that feast with you. So, once again, if you would like to order a copy, we can supply it to you for a gift of $20 or more, including the cost of shipping. Just give us a call at the number you see on the screen between Monday and Friday and between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. Central Time, or place your order through our website at the address on the screen. Thank you for joining us on today's Christ in Prophecy, a presentation of Lamb and Lion Ministries, a non-denominational ministry dedicated to teaching the fundamentals of biblical prophecy and proclaiming the soon return of Jesus. 